Our next story is a reminder of what combat soldiers endure. It's a story of two World War II veterans. One of them was Jake McNeese. He died on Monday at the age of 93 at his home in Ponca City, Oklahoma. Back in 1944, he was a paratrooper in the 101st Airborne Division. McNeese was part Choctaw Indian, and he had an idea how to psych up his squad for their first combat mission, D-Day. Yes, when we got ready to jump into Normandy, all of us had scalp locks. We also had our faces painted. I painted all boys and cut their hair. And uh, it started a fad that is carried on today throughout most airborne units. The scene was caught on camera, Jake and his buddies beside their plane with their mohawks daubing each other with war paint. They jumped into Normandy just hours later. I jumped in with 20 men and came out with two. But in fact, another of Jake's band of brothers survived the battle. And I didn't know. I thought that, that Robert was dead up all this time until yesterday when his son called me. Robert Cohn is the other man in our story. Both men spoke to the world on the anniversary of D-Day in 2002. And it was the world's Chris Wolf who tracked them down and arranged their reunion. Chris has this remembrance. Jake McNeese was not what you call a conventional soldier. He and his men didn't believe in doing anything that didn't involve killing the enemy or preparing to kill the enemy. We had no respect or discipline to show to officers or really any of their regulations. We were just a damn good bunch of soldiers. His squad of misfits was nicknamed the Filthy Thirteen, the inspiration for the movie The Dirty Dozen. But Jake says they weren't felons like those in the movie. <laughs> well, we often went AWOL. We, we were called the Filthy Thirteen. We never took care of or barracks or any other thing in sanitation, and we were always restricted to camp. But we went AWOL every weekend that we wanted to, and we stayed as long as we wanted to return back because we knew that they needed us badly, you know, for combat, and they'd just be a few days in the brig. We stole jeeps, we stole trains, and we blew up barracks, we blew down trees, and we stole the colonel's whiskey, <laughs> <laughs> and things like that. McNeese's ability to lead and inspire led him to get promoted, frequently. But just as frequently, he was busted down to buck private. He and his men were demolition saboteurs attached to the 3rd Battalion of the 506th Parachute Infantry for D-Day. It was tr truly a suicide mission, and I lost most of my men within the first two hours. His comrade, Bob Cohn, got separated from the group as soon as he left the plane. Let's hear a little of the interview that Lisa Mullins did with Bob and Jake back in 2002. When, before yesterday, was the last time that you, uh, you did hear from him or, or even saw him? The last time I saw him was the night we jumped out of the C-47 going into France. 58 years ago today. 58 years ago today. Okay. Bob Cohn, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Excellent. So Jake, as you know, is on the line now, and you spoke with him for the first time yesterday. That must have been a pretty extraordinary phone call you guys had. <clears throat> yes, it was. And uh, unfortunately, I had no way of knowing uh, where and when and how I could get in touch with anybody. What happened to you? What happened? Well, it, yeah, 58 years ago today, what happened to you? And I landed with one other man who I didn't even know to be truthful with, yeah. But he got killed anyway. And... Uh, I was alone right there. I got hit. You got hit by you got hit by gunfire. I got hit in the right arm. I got shot, and I got to a farm nearby. You know what I mean? And uh, I stayed there for two or three days. And uh, it seems that the farmer turned me in, and that's how I got captured. We don't have time to replay the whole conversation, but you can listen online at theworld.org.
To cut a long story short, Bob was reported dead, and for almost 60 years he didn't seek out his former comrades. In some way he felt he'd let them down. But Bob and Jake's friendship was renewed that day in 2002. I will email to Bob today about six or eight pictures of him taken about five hours before he jumped into Normandy. With a mohawk. And that will be emailed in to him today. Excellent. I really appreciate it, Jack, and say a lot of my stuff for me, too. Sure will, boy. And it you was tell, real tell. nice talking to you. And <clears throat> something that's really something I'll remember the rest of my life. Well, you tell Ed, your son, and all your family, your daughters, and all of them, that we send our regards and, and our thanks for you and the service that you did for this nation. Uh, okay, Jake. Jake McNeese passed away Monday. His old friend, Bob Cohn, died in June 2010. Shortly after, we received this message from a friend of the Cone family. Just to let you know, Bob has had a funeral with full military honours, due in part to what you did for him. That interview started the ball rolling. His son said it was the best thing that happened to his dad in his last years. He had a whale of a time with his old army buddies. Thought you might like to know. I did, and I have to say, it was the best day's work I ever did. For The World, this is Chris Wolfe.